it's Warhorse. And some things in life are real obvious, like wearing a mask, you know, do that shit. But some things aren't obvious, like how you need to listen to the Fantasy Football Schmucks podcast. You got to trust in the doc on all its college picks. You got to trust in the guru on all his pro picks. And you got to trust in the God on all his lineups. They even talk wrestling and embody the horsepower and heavy metal just the way Warhorse likes it. So remember to listen to the Fantasy Football Schmucks podcast because it rules ass. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Schmucks Podcast. I'm your host, Hot Carl Clemson, and we are live with episode number two. With me tonight, as always, is the drive through guru, the man that told you to play TJ Hawkinson while shoving a double whopper down his gullet. <laughs> the man that took your mother out to a nice seafood dinner and never called her again. Buffett Joe. Joey, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, buddy. I'm doing good. Uh, just got back from an adult men's basketball league. Oh, Played God. about four minutes a half. Got about four points, <laughs> six rebounds. And uh, after the game, I hit Wendy's, spicy chicken meal. <laughs> now, mo- most, guys, most guys go for the water, the Gatorade. I go for the carbs and the gluten. No, Excellent, I'm feeling man. good. I'm ready to go. Not nice, nice recovery meal there, Joey. <laughs> I don't need electrolytes or none of that. Give me the, give me the gluten, baby. <laughs> All right, and, and and with us as always tonight is the man with the locks, the man who went five for six last week with college football picks. He is a graduate of the WCW Power Plant, <laughs> and Georgia's favorite son. <laughs> The Doc. Doc, what's up, buddy? What's up, man? I'm uh, I'm enjoying a beautiful night here in uh, in Florida. I think it's about 95 degrees for, for those up in uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin and all those nice uh, snowy states right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> any, any, any Wendy's for you tonight? Uh, no Wendy's. Uh, we, we did a little uh, – we did a nice pasta night at the house. We cooked some spaghetti and, uh, and some garlic bread and some corn. It was a nice night for the kids. All right. We got some carbs there as well. It's good to hear. There you go. All right. So before we get to the meat and potatoes of the show tonight, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and toot our own torn toot our own horn, excuse me, a little bit. <laughs> um, last week was a very successful week for us here at the Fantasy Football Schmucks. We had a good cash game lineup in DraftKings. The Doc just five for six last week in his locks for college football. And the drive through guru. He hit on both his teaser pleaser, and he hit with TJ Hawkinson. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about that a little bit, guys. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was I was all over TJ Hawkinson, and uh, you know, it was getting a little scary. I was getting a couple of texts. Uh, Buff Fat Joe, man, TJ Hawkinson's not doing it, not doing it. I said, listen, boys, we got we got. Last time I checked, NFL played sixty minutes, not fifty eight, fifty nine. Lions got the ball. I said, let's go. This is TJ time right here. And uh, sure enough, I think he caught at least at least one catch before the touchdown on that drive. And, well, you know, Stafford finds him in the end zone. So that was nice. Um, the teaser was – honestly, the teaser was stress-free, which is always nice, you know. 
Um, mm-hmm. We had never had a problem. We only Jaguars gave us a little scare, and I'm thinking to myself, this is the second time they're going to burn me in this teaser where I hit five out of six, and the Jaguars Jaguars screw me over. But uh, they got it done, man. One of the guys dropped the dropped the pass on fourth and two or third and two, whatever it was. They were able to kick the field goal. We covered the 13 points. So that's uh, that's why I do that with those teasers. I take the points all day long. So <laughs> I, I think we also want to give a, a shout out to Todd Gurley. Uh, in that Atlanta game, uh, you know, to, to 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 score and set up the opportunity for uh, Stafford and Hawkinson. That's it. That was that, thank you very much, uh, Todd Gurley, there. Because you know what, when he did that crap last year or two years ago, it definitely cost a fat man. So, <laughs> TG three. Hey, I want to give it. I want to give it a shout out to Carl because uh, you know. I think the average Joe out there listening to this is uh, it's like, what what is this lineup and, and all that going to do for me? Well, you know, I, I, I pick the college games. I don't do well on the uh, DraftKings lineup. So two straight weeks uh, I've taken this cash lineup and plugged it into the leagues I'm at and walked away with first place two straight weeks. So I'm telling you, uh, whatever, whatever Carl and Joey say, take it to the bank. That's it. That's it. Way to go. Way to go. Hot Carl. Yeah, you're you're very welcome, ladies. You know, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, Devontae Adams, easy double stack right there. And then the Washington defense, I mean, that that was an easy call. The Cowboys, they're just they're they're god awful, everybody. So <laughs> but I was also pretty happy with my Terry McLaurin pick. He had twenty two points on DraftKings. Scary Terry. He should have had another touchdown earlier, if I recall. But uh, you know, he 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 lit it up this week. So yeah. Um so so now that, you know, we've gone ahead, we, you know, we toot our own horn a little bit, gave ourselves a little bit of credit. Let's go ahead. Let's get to our new segment. This is a special segment for, it's going to be for a player or a team that let us down last week. So ladies and gentlemen, this is our schmucks of the week. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start Buffett Joe, who is your schmuck of the week? Oh, I'm going with the guy where I had pretty much un- Probably four out of six of my lineups, and he got a big fat goose egg. And uh, that's Darren Fells. Um, you know, they list him as a tight end, but the, the NFL, calling him a tight end is utterly irresponsible because, you know what, the guy got zero targets. It was an absolute embarrassment. It was an absolute – it was a gutless performance by Fells. And uh, <laughs> honestly, he's – I don't think I'll ever use him again after that because I got about two two lineups with over 170 points with a big zero in it, so – who knows if he would have done what he expected? Could have made some good money there. So, yeah, Fells just ter- terrible pick, buddy. I'm glad that I, uh, <laughs> I'm glad that I switched it up and put in Gronk. Which yes. Was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Go figure. You know, about seven weeks in the season, that Tampa Bay tight end finally pulls through for me. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I think I think going forward, you can uh, you can pretty much lean on Gronk because uh, I mean I think this is getting into the part of season where. He's comfortable. Brady's comfortable. So uh, maybe maybe the tight ends for uh, for Tampa is a, a good pick going forward, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Gronk definitely, definitely. Gronk definitely looks good. Looks like they're starting to work together pretty good. So yeah. So uh, so Doc, who do you got for your schmuck of the week? Uh, th- this is an easy one this week. Uh, I mean, if we were to go baseball, I'd probably say uh, Justin Turner for showing back up on the field with. COVID and spreading that mess around, but, but we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Uh, we're we're going to stick to football. We went five and five of six and, uh, and the one broken lock, Florida state university. What a freaking mess in Tallahassee. I'm telling you, you know, 
And, and here, you know, I, I pretty much the season starts off. They lose to Georgia Tech, and you're thinking this team's a mess. And then in the Notre Dame game, they stick in Jordan Travis, gives them a little bit of life. They go play North Carolina, top five team, and beat them. And you're like, this team might have just turned it around. There might be something there. I bought into it, and Louisville comes out and just just whips them by 30-plus points. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So that my schmuck of the week, Florida State University, a program that once ruled the world. I mean, Bobby Bowden just beat COVID so he could come back and vote for Donald Trump. And the best they can do for him is go lay an egg against Louisville. Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. They, they are definitely dirtbags up in Tallahassee, I'll tell you what. Schmucks. <laughs> All right, so what – you got something to say there, Joe? Well, I was going to say, I mean, you would have went, you could have went almost six for six there. I mean, that was five for six is very, very good, but. Well, you got to give yourself room for improvement. You can't start it, off first, it. you know, <laughs> Other, otherwise it's just a complete disappointment from there on out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let me go ahead and let me get to my schmuck of the week. Marquez Valdez scanning MVS. The fact of the matter is. Last week, you had a prime blow-up spot against those losers, the Houston Texans. A Texans D that couldn't stop a nosebleed. In a game where the Packers put up 35 points and Devontae Adams caught every pass thrown at him, you know what you did, MVS? You had as many receptions as I did last week. (laughs) That's right. You put up a goose egg. Actually, you know what? Come to think of it, you you had nine rushing yards. You had a nine-yard rush. For God's sakes, Buffett Joe had more rushing yards from his couch to the toilet after eating his Whopper. Double Whopper. (laughs) MVS. Oh, yeah, buddy. Those are good initials for you, MVS, because you sure as hell aren't an MVP. Oh, no. You ain't no most valuable player because you are MVS, the most valuable schmuck. Mm. Mm. Hey, when, uh, when MVS calls in next week, this is all you. <laughs> most valuable schmuck. No most valuable it. schmuck. <laughs> Love it. You're welcome. MVS 4100. I think he got me about 0.9 fantasy points. Absolutely crushed that 186-point uh, uh, DraftKings lineup had going for us. So, just, and it, the, the the game worked out exactly how we thought. Uh, you know, Packers mm-hmm. be scoring. I mean, they just give me a break. You know, he can't get anything on there. So one bomb, he just guy just doesn't get open. I guess. <laughs> no, and he, he's 3,800 this week. He's playing against the Vikings. I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, not, not a chance. No, he's he's done. He's banned. I want to do it. But... <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So, it, I mean, if I, if I do do it and if he, he puts up another goose egg, I mean, it's going to have to be me and MVS, loser leave town match. I'm done with it. Can't do it. Can't do it. So, all right, guys. So, let's go ahead. Let's get to our Sunday slate, DraftKings Week 8. This is just mainly focusing on the 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games this week. Um, as of right now with covid there is no Sunday night game that's going to be connected to this slate. So let's go ahead. Let's start the quarterback position. Buffett, Joe, what do you got for me at the quarterback? My first pick this week with the quarterback is uh, is Derek Carr. I like Derek Carr this week. Um, 
you know, Cleveland, Cleveland, they're not great on defense. They let up some points. Um, got Vegas. They've been, they look good at the beginning. They struggled the last few weeks, but with the, there's a lot of expensive quarterback this week. Um, I like Dave, David Carr's price at uh, Derek, with Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, buddy. <laughs> rock, rock, rock. Come yeah, on, so man. that was my guy back in the day. But um, <laughs> yeah, Derek Carr, 5,500. Um, I just, I think he's going to get us 20 points here, 25 points. And with the price of these quarterbacks this week, it's, I just like the value there, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, Joe Burrow had uh, 400 yards, three touchdowns last week versus the Brownies. Um, Derek Carr, I believe he's got like five straight games with multiple touchdown passes. So Derek Carr, I think he's a, he's, he's a very cheap and uh, very good play. You can definitely get a lot of good studs in your lineup if you're paying that much for Carr this week. Yeah, yeah. that Browns, uh, Browns defense gave up a lot of points to Dallas early in the season as well too, right? And a big shootout there. They did, yeah. Yeah, they yeah. did. Yep. Yeah, the Brown secondary's just been getting eaten alive. So Derek Carr, not not a bad play there, Joey. Yeah, that's that's the plan. All right. So let me go ahead. Let me get to my quarterback. We I believe you said him last week. I'll just go ahead and say it right at the top. The bad man. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, seventy six hundred this week. He's going against the not so purple people eaters, Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings stink. I believe they're packing it in, hopefully getting fields next year in the draft. Um, the Vikings back in week one, Aaron Rodgers, 360 yards, four touchdowns. The Packers, seven-point home favorites this week, 54 over and under. I think the Packers easily put up about 42 points this week on the Vikings. What do you guys think? Are, are there any concerns with this game being in Green Bay? Are there any weather concerns up there being outdoors? Not to my knowledge, but, I mean, Rodgers just – it it doesn't matter too much with the weather up there for Rodgers. He's just he's just gonna shred him. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I paid up for him last week and it it worked out. He was my favorite quarterback uh, going into the week, and uh, I loved him and Adams. And I mean, they they score points, man, especially against a soft defense. He's he's lights out. He's been lights out every game except against the Bucks. So, um, I just think it's same thing. We already saw this game week one, so let's let's do it again. And uh, the Vikings' top corner, they don't really have a top corner, but uh, Dantzler, <laughs> he he's injured. So, I mean, <laughs> it just, it, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad for the Vikings. So, um, Joey, what do you got for me, another quarterback? Oh, I do, yeah. You know, uh, I mentioned him last week. I kind of got laughed at, and I told you guys, uh, listen, that game's going to be sneaky points. It was a, the Cleveland versus Cincinnati game. It wound up, the total wound up being well over 60. I think it was maybe even 70, I think 37, 33, or it was up there anyway. Uh, a lot of points, and uh, I just see it again. I don't, I, I'm going with Baker Mayfield. Um, six, shake and bake. Shake and bake for 6,100. Again, not too expensive. Um, Vegas is 27th ranked against quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, I'm going with Baker. Again. It's, it's risky, but I think, you know, another thing, um, I think Odell puts a lot of pressure on him, kind of, you know, give me the ball, give me the ball. And I, I saw a stat that said he does very well with other receivers. Oh. Stuff like when he's not targeting uh, Odell. So mm-hmm. so um, you think you think Odell being out with the ACL is going to actually benefit Baker? I think that's going to benefit him numbers. because now he can kind of relax. He can hit some of his young guys. He went good with that guy, uh, Peoples-Jones. Um, I could just right. see him being more relaxed and just throwing you... the ball a little bit. You know, the kid could throw. <laughs> he's a little bit shaky, but he's got a nice – 
Michael a little on there. So. You heard it here first on <laughs> Fantasy Football Schmucks. <laughs> Baker Mayfield will be better without Odell Beckham Jr. That's it. Oh, That's boy. it. Put it in the books. There's, there's no there's no <laughs> analytics. I'm not Kevin Cash looking into things. You know, I'm going with, with the gut, baby. What a there's another <laughs> schmuck of the week, Kevin Cash. <laughs> you know, I wanted to put him in the schmuck of the week as well, you know. But yeah, you, know, you gotta go with the gut, Kevin Cash. I mean, put the science down, put the books down, man. So that's what I'm doing. I'm putting the books down, going Baker Mayfield. Let's go. I like it. Baker Baker's at home. Um, he's, he's coming off. I think a lot of people the last couple of weeks have been questioning his abilities and questioning the team itself. Um, Raiders, uh, gave up a lot of yardage to, uh, what Tampa here last week. So I, I like it. I think it's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, there should definitely be a lot of points. Um, I'm going to take the other side of the equation. I think it's going to be a monster Kareem hunt week. So I'm not completely sold on Baker this week. I think Hunt's actually going to get in the end zone about one to two times. So, I don't think Baker – he's definitely not going to throw five touchdowns again this week, guys. <laughs> not happening. All right, so – So nobody, yes. nobody's going to take Nick Foles? Just throwing that out there? <laughs> no no Nick Foles picks this week? All right, just checking. <laughs> I, I, I will definitely not have any big dick Nicks in my lineups this week. <laughs> did, he even, did he even play on Monday night? Or? Oh, man. He, he he got like what did he end up with like three fantasy points something like that yeah, yeah. it was rough some yeah, yeah. I don't did, did did he get a touchdown I no oh. they they did not because they got a defensive touchdown they only scored ten points yeah oh Jesus it was horrible <laughs> well, at least he wasn't negative like Cam Newton speaking <laughs> speaking of Cam Newton fifty seven hundred this week on DraftKings if I'm going cheap at quarterback. Cam Newton's my guy. Oh my guys. god, I, I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, he five interceptions the last two weeks. People think he's got COVID brain going on since he's been back. <laughs> well, they say you lose your sense of smell and taste, but I think he lost his sense of quarterbacking, throwing the ball. I mean, gee. Yeah, he might have lost his vision. <laughs> he, it's he's lo- he's lost his sense of fashion a long time ago. <laughs> But, yeah, that's not a COVID symptom, right? Yeah, yeah it's it, 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 it's not Cam Newton more. I, I think I'm I'm more sold Bill Belichick. I think the Patriots, you know, it's it's a division game against the Buffalo Bills. The Bills, you know, they're going to put up points, or they should put up points. And I think I think Cam Newton's going to bounce back this week. I, I really do. At 5,700, he he ran the ball ten times uh, a couple weeks ago. And, you know, just he's got the legs there. I think Cam Noonan's going to have a bounce back game. I'm not saying he's going to have a monster game, but 5,700, I think he can at least get you about 21, 22 DraftKings points. And I think, you know, everybody will be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I'm going I'm to play uh, devil's advocate on this one. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, Buffalo's a cold place to play. Um, I, I think Cam, uh, you know, we're dealing with two teams now that they're familiar with each other. I think the defenses are going to step up in this game. It's not going to be one of those over games. Is that firecracker going off? What just happened? Look, <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a war zone around here. Uh, <laughs> uh, but basically, I, 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 I think you're, you're probably right. It'll end up with like 19, 20 points, and most of it's probably going to come from running the ball, maybe a running touchdown somewhere in the game. But I just don't see it as a big scoring game up in Buffalo. Yeah, the total will be low. But, yeah, you know what? He'll, he'll be low owned, so it could be a, it's something to think about. But – 
Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's gonna, you know, he's gonna be Cam Newton of MVP years, but uh, you know, 5,700 cheap price, you get a scrambling quarterback. Yeah, good value. You know. Good value. Match it up with a Kareem Hunt, right? <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> I like it. All right. So speaking of running backs, let's get to the running backs this week. Joey, do we have a Le'Veon Bell revenge game? Are you playing him for 4,600 this week? I mean, as of right now, no, but it's going to take everything I got on Sunday not to do it. Um, I'll probably put him in at least one. I mean, why not, right? It's Le'Veon yeah. Bell. He mean, against the Jets, the Jets are a joke. You know, they're tanking. Um, Chiefs are 20-point favorites, right? I believe I saw 20, yeah, 19 and a half, 20. So, I mean, I think they might cover that very, very quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah very that's, a, that's a first quarter spread right there. Yeah, that might be like Alabama against uh, Citadel, you know. Oh, you, man. By the end of the first quarter, it's 35 nothing. But um, Adam Gase will be packing his bags before halftime. For <laughs> some reason, they're keeping them along for the ride. I, maybe they just want to lose. I don't yeah, know. they want to. They want to lose out, get that first draft pick, and then they're going to fire. Him. Yeah. Exactly. Don't, don't mess, yeah, don't mess that up right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, who are you going with that running back then, Joey? Uh, well, I got two plays. I'll go give my first one. It's uh, uh, you know, I haven't haven't seen much of him this season. The the 49ers are a little bit scary. But uh, they're going against the world's worst defense in Seattle. You know, 32nd against the run. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going with Jarek McKinnon. He's getting his chance. I mean, they, they're all banged up out there. Um, I think you got to watch if Coleman's going to play. But um, Jarek McKinnon's healthy. He could catch passes. The gut's telling me uh, McKinnon all day. Yeah, we got a 54 over under in that game. Should be high scoring. Uh, I, I like the call. McKinnon should definitely catch some passes. 49ers, I personally for me, for some reason, I just I can't I like to go for, you know, guys volume backs. And with the 49ers, it's kind of a toss-up every week, you know. Is Mostert gonna get touches? He's hurt. Now, you know, who's gonna get touches now? Is McKinnon gonna carry the load? Wilson Jr. got hurt. You know, yeah, I but, mean those guys are hurt. You got Wilson Jr. hurt. Yeah. I mean, they have the other guy, Hasty, that got a couple last week. So you know, it's it's a risk, but at the end of the day, that Seattle's putting up points. They look like they have the best offense in the league, right up there anyway with the Packers. And uh, their defense is terrible. <laughs> I mean, their 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 games are are nuts this year. Shootout, shootout, shootout. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it it is a Shanahan job offense. They love checking down to the running backs. So yeah, let's take a shot with McKinnon and see what happens. Yeah, I think I think yeah. your only uh, the only fear though is that uh, Seattle jumps up to a pretty good sized lead and then then San Fran's throwing the ball from that point on. Well, that's the that's the fear for sure. I mean, yes. hopefully the game is a good game flow and uh, you know McKinnon gets some catches out, out of the backfield. Yeah, good rivalry game. I mean, it's definitely two teams that uh, know each other well. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the uh, first running back I'm going to list. I already talked about him briefly. Kareem Hunt, sixty nine hundred. You know, he about three quarters of the way through last week, I was looking at my lineup like, what the hell is Kareem Hunt doing? He he finished the day 76 yards. He had three catches, got in the end zone. He's going against the Raiders this week. The Raiders are giving up a touchdown per game to running backs. Kareem Hunt's already got seven touchdowns this season. I think Kareem Hunt, like I said, he's going to find the end zone one to two times this week against the Raiders. Yeah, I mean – like I said, I mean, Hunt, Hunt's the best player on that team, like, as far as, you know, 
offensively. I mean, he's guy can't he gets through, he gets the ball. You know, I mean, he did. He was a little scary last week, but like, like you said, at the end of the day, he he finds the end zone and gets it done. So. Yeah, and I, you know, with Chubb being out, uh, that's that's definitely something that they're going to lean heavily on Kareem Hunt. And um, it, it's probably going to be one of those games where there's enough points shared between where you could go with Baker and Kareem Hunt, stack them up together, and, and still have success. Yeah, I like it. Not not a bad call there, Doc. I'm learning, I'm learning <laughs> from the call. guru and the god. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you – you want two uh, in a row in your league, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just taking y'all's catch lineups in uh, two straight weeks. I'm loving it. Well, well, you're taking you're taking my cash lineup. Don't give Joey any credit <laughs> yeah, that's there. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So here I got before you get to the next running back, I do have a question here. All right. So from one of our loyal listeners, let's go ahead. Let's get to our question. Uh, yeah, I got a question. My name's Dean Goldberry, <laughs> and uh, I got a question for Joey. Actually, it's a statement. I played your Baker, Odell Beckham, and Njoku stack this past weekend and fucking lost. Terrible advice, my friend. And uh, my other question's for Hot Carl. Uh, would you play uh, DeAndre Swift against the Colts this weekend? That little bastard's been on fire, but I don't know about this Colts defense. So uh, let me know your thoughts on that. This is Dean Goldberry. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That, that's a pretty classy name, Dean yeah, Goldberry. That's, that's our it. good buddy Dean. I know Dean. <laughs> yeah. So uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, Joey, what do you think of DeAndre Swift? He's going against the Colts this week. He's uh, 5,300 on DraftKings. Would, would you play him, or are you just looking elsewhere? No, I'm looking elsewhere. I'm not going to play him. It's a tough defense, uh, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis. Um, they stopped the run pretty well. Um, I'm not doing it. I mean, he's going to get his touches, that's for sure. Um, you know, and he's looked good, but I think he can get better elsewhere. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I love DeAndre Swift. Adrian Peterson, they're still giving him touches on the ground. The Colts are, you know – they're less vulnerable on the ground. They've been giving up only 3.5 yards of carry. So I think that does kind of favor Swift in a way that, uh, you know, Peterson's going to be shut down. I think they'll, you know, get Swift going through the air at least a little bit. He's been seeing four to five targets a game through the air. But I- I'm kind of looking elsewhere at running back, Dingleberry. Uh, <laughs> definitely DeAndre Swift. He- he's-, he's not my guy this week. Joey, do you got another running back? I do. Um, I'm going with Miles Gaskin. You probably never heard of him. <laughs> He's from Miami, 5,200. Um, I love Miles Gaskin, and I have for a long time. Uh, I mentioned last week a couple of bets that I've lost cost me money. This team stinks, cost me money. Miles Gaskin, I bet him his whole college career out in Washington, and the guy was great. So fast, gets through the hole. Um, I think Tua's going to have to rely on him catching some passes out of the backfield with that rush coming in to his first game. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a little nervous. Uh, I think he's going to look for his check down. So I like uh, going with Miles Gassian, hitting that hole hard, and uh, maybe catching some passes out of the backfield. Is Tua the kind of guy? Because honestly, I haven't seen you know a bunch of Tua tape, sadly. But uh, is Tua the kind of guy that'll check down to running backs? Yeah, oh yeah. Tua, so Tua's background, you got to remember, he comes from Alabama. And Alabama, of Alabama's offense is built off of uh, some really strong running backs that have come through there over the last few years. 
Um, so yeah, that's part, that's part of his office. He's not just the throw, throw the ball downfield, you know, the entire game guy, but I will say this, um, the thing that stands out, I think that, that we can bring up here is that LA Rams defense, as good as they are, they're going to be playing on a short week and they're having to travel. Uh, this game's in Miami. So, you know, I, I think that does play into Miami's favor. Um, the, the fact that Tua can be elusive, this is not a team that can just pin their ears back and go rush them, you know, every down. So I think I think that does play into the running back's hand that, that there will be a running back component here to this game that uh, – and if Miles Gaskins is the guy, then, yeah, it could be a good pick. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. I mean, I, I like it. I like I like Miles Gaskin. Uh, I, like, I like a lot of these rookies this year in the league, so – Let's see, uh, you know, get the ball and to rely on him and uh, make something yeah, happen. Not, 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 a, not a bad pick there, Joey. I'm going to give you one more running back. This is why I'm not going DeAndre Swift. Same price range, 5,400. Melvin Gordon revenge game. <laughs> going, going against the L.A. Chargers. The thing I like about it right now is that Philip Lindsay, unfortunately for him, he is in the concussion protocol. But for us fantasy players, that's good news. We may begin a full volume day out of Melvin Gordon. Chargers, they just got shredded by James Robinson, gave up over 100 yards, two touchdowns on the ground to him. And Melvin Gordon has been a red, mo- red zone machine as usual. Five touchdowns in five, five games this season. Revenge game script. I love Melvin Gordon this week. What do you guys think? Oh, well, I like Denver. That's for sure. They're uh... – I might bring them up later in my uh, teaser pleaser pick of the week. But, Ooh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, hey, he's going to get the full workload. So, so a uh, little, little personal life issue there too, right? Didn't, uh, didn't Gordon just get a DUI? Yes, so, he did. You know, this is a, I mean, it could go one of both ways. It could go either that he's kind of uh, spiraling out of control on a personal level or, <laughs> or, or he could be, you know, one of those situations where I'm sorry for what I did. Let me get out there and prove to my fans and my team that I'm still your guy and uh, step it up. So I, I like rolling the dice on this one. Yeah, I think, I think Melvin Gordon, you know, he's a safe bet. He should, you know, find the end zone. The guy just, it's crazy. His rookie year, he scored no touchdowns. And then after that, the guy's just been scoring touchdowns like every freaking week. It's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So let, let's go ahead. Let's get to our wide receivers for the week. Joey, who do you got at wide receiver this week? Oh, my first pick wide receiver is coming back to that same game where I think there's going to be a lot of points. Um, I got a, I'm going with the nine is going to have to throw the ball. Um, my rookie, Brandon Ayuk, uh, 5,800. Um, I like what I see from this kid as well. Um, he's, you know, he's explosive. He's been, uh, you know, he, they've been throwing, hitting him a lot of targets. Seattle, 32nd ranked defense. So let's, uh, let's see what the kid could do, man. He's looked, he looked very impressive. So, yeah, he, he's very athletic. You know, he had that, uh, that hurdle a couple weeks ago where he just jumped over the guy in the end zone. That was just yeah, that crazy. Was awesome. I remember that. Yeah, but, you know, he had six catches last week, 115 yards. You said it, Seattle, worst, worst team against wide receivers. 54 over under. Again, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I like to play. Oh. All right. So uh, let me go ahead. I'm going to get you my one of my wide receivers, 6,200. I'm going to go back to the Denver and Chargers game. You got Keenan Allen. He's getting targeted a ton by Justin Herbert. He had 13 targets last week, 11 targets, 
13 targets, 10 targets. He's getting double-digit targets every week that he's in the lineup with Justin Herbert. I, I think Keenan Allen, he's a safe bet at 6,200. He's going to get another 10 targets or so. Broncos giving up 230 passing yards a game. I just think Keenan Allen, he's a very safe PPR play. With the PPR format for DraftKings, I love Keenan Allen this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you here, man. Uh, hot Carl, whoa, you know, you know why? Because I I just you know every time I play Keenan Allen, he screws me. He gets me ten points, big deal. I spend all this money on him, ten points, seven points. You know, I think I think Denver's gonna win this game. I think they played like crap last week against the Chiefs. It was a snow game, but you know, I think their defense is gonna really put some pressure on uh, Herbert. He had the game of his life last week. I just don't see it happening again. I think uh, I think I think Denver's gonna put pressure on him, and uh, it might be a tough game for them out there. I, I agree with the pressure, but you know, Keenan Allen, he runs those you know those crossing routes, the short routes. I think you know he doesn't have to run deep downfield. I think Keenan Allen, he's gonna get those targets, Joey. So we shall see, well, my like friend. Like I said, the, the it's not the analytics talking. Uh, he could, you know, I I didn't do any research on this play. I just. Uh, the gut's speaking to me, and he's telling me that, that Keenan Allen, eh, I'm going to avoid him. That's all I had to say. All right. So, sounds good. That sounds good. When you when you have another 70-point week this week. <laughs> all right. All right. So if, if you're not going Keenan Allen, you got Brandon Ayuk, who, who else are you going at receiver? Okay. Uh, hold on. Give me one sec here. I'm going, uh, I'm going cheap again. Uh, another rookie. It's it's been all rookies for me, and uh, I'm going uh, Henry Ruggs, uh, forty nine hundred. Uh, going in that game, I like stacking up with uh, Derek Carr, and uh, you know, guys fast. I love the speed out of them, and yeah. uh, let's see, uh, see if we make something happen against those weak that weak secondary out there in Cleveland. A Bama speedster, I like it. That's it, baby. <laughs> I, I I love the rookies this season for some reason. I just. It, They've they've been impressive. You know? Well, you know it's it's funny. I think I think over the last what maybe five six years, these wide receivers are coming into the league um, as much better route runners than they used to be, and uh, I think that carries over well to the NFL because you know as we're talking about these rookies, I'm thinking it wasn't long ago that you would you you wouldn't even take a chance on a rookie in a fantasy lineup. So uh, so it's big difference here. Yeah, it's it's what I'm saying. It's crazy. Uh, the rookies are kind of producing so. Yeah, I, I like the I, I do like the rugs play. I think the Browns defense, like we said, they're they're not good in the secondary. All rugs needs to do is just hit a, a long ball. I do wish that he did get you know more than three targets last week. He's not he's not seeing many targets, so that's you know I, like I said, I'm a volume guy. That's that is true. Well, let's see if uh, let's see those targets come up from here. Man. Find them, Derek Carr, would you? <laughs> so. So for my next pick, I'm not going to go Devontae Adams. He, he's an obvious candidate. You play him this week. You find a way to fit him in your lineup. He's 8,800 going against the Vikings. You don't need to know anything else, all right? So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to flip to the other side of that game, and I'm going to say another rookie, very popular rookie, Justin Jefferson, 6,500, going against the Green Bay Packers, last outing against the Falcons, Nine catches, 166 yards, two touchdowns. The Packers are seven points favorites in this game. Like I said earlier, I think Rodgers is going to shred them this week, and the Vikings are going to be playing from behind. You know, Kirky, Kirky Cousins, he's, I'm going to call him garbage time Kirk. 
every every week he's just leading the Vikings back in garbage time when the game's just completely out of hand. I think that Justin Jefferson, he's going to have another 100-plus yard day, possibly a touchdown. Yeah, I can't, no comment can from me? you guys. All right, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I, I can't yeah. disagree with you on this one, uh, uh, Carl. I, uh, the Vikings are going to have to put up points to keep up, so. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I, again, you know, it, it still it baffles me that we're we've, we're talking about this many rookie wide receivers. So it seems it seems risky, but I mean, when you lay the stats out there, like you said against the Falcons, I mean, there's a there's a strong support for it. I, the only thing I'm going to say about this though is we're talking about a defense that's a lot better than an Atlanta Falcons defense. So, yeah, Green so Bay we'll is see. Kind of I don't know. Decent deep, believe it or not. Hey, they got they got a lot to yeah. prove after uh, after having some issues with the uh, Bucks uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. The uh, the Packers D shut down Brandon Cooks last week. They shut down Will Fuller, so it is a little scary matchup. But I just I think game script just favors Justin Jefferson. You know, too much sixty five hundred. I think he'll hit value there. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's get to the tight end position real quick. Um, I would love to play George Kittle 7K going against Seattle, but honestly, you know, got to go a little cheaper. Want to get the studs in the lineup. Well, Joey, who are you going with that tight end uh, this week? With the total being 52, Derek Carr is going to be throwing. He's going to be throwing to his favorite guy. He literally said that on TV after an interview. He said, I love throwing to this guy. I love seeing him be successful. Uh, and that's, that's Darren Waller, 5,600. Uh, Cleveland 28th against tight ends. They're going to be forced to throw. I mean, I, I wish Greg asked this question this week about the triple stack because, you know, I, I hit him with the triple stack this week with uh, Carr, Ruggs, <laughs> and, uh, and Waller. Yeah, I think this will be a triple stack in a Browns <laughs> game that actually works out for you, Joey. Yeah, Wall, Waller's such a mismatch for linebackers, the the amount of speed that he brings at that position. Guys so, uh, this is a good thing. cheap. I mean, under 6,000 and – you know, like with my wide receivers being cheap yeah. this week, I have the 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 money for Devontae Adams and and me. You know, so that's kind of where I'm at this week. Yeah, you know, Darren Waller last three games: nine targets, seven targets, twelve targets. He's getting targeted a ton, so he's definitely on my uh, top of my list this week for tight ends. So let me go ahead. Let me give you my tight end. If I'm not going Darren Waller. I'm spending down a little bit. <laughs> Another revenge game. Jimmy Graham going against Jimmy Graham, going against the Saints. Back-to-back games, five catches. Saints have allowed six touchdowns to tight ends. I just – the revenge game narrative, <laughs> I just can't escape it. Jimmy Graham, 4,600. I will like to throw this out here. So last week I said revenge game. Randall Cobb. Joey, the the drive-through guru, laughed at me. Go figure. Randall Cobb's number one receiver for the Texans went eight for ninety-five, seventeen <laughs> points last week. So, ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Graham this week. Yeah, started. I mean your, your Bears are they're at home, right? They're coming off of a of a game that they just laid an egg. So uh, Foles is coming out with something to prove. Um, yeah, could yeah, work I out. just like Randall we'll Cobb. See. I didn't like it. You, it proved me wrong, just like Deshaun the, the Jackson and his revenge game. I hate the revenge game. I don't believe in it. It seems to always happen. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Graham, I mean, I don't know. 
uh, I'm not. It is a revenge game. The Saints are. The Saints have been on my radar as being very overrated, and I like the Saints. Uh, my buddy, uh, the great Meigs the Slug. I don't know if I ever mentioned him before. Um, he loves the Saints. He got mad at me for picking against the Saints all the time. But listen, sorry, Meigs. The the Saints are just. They haven't been good. Um, let's see if Jimmy Graham can do it. I'm on the fence. I'm not going to do it, but I'll be rooting for you. All right. You heard it here first on the fantasy football schmucks. The Saints window is closing. Yeah, the, the Meeks is, is a very sharp guy and uh, tough, to, tough to go against him. But, yeah, that, that's what I do, man. The, the, gut, the gut tells me otherwise. And, uh, hey, I was right. I, how about those Panthers, though? They put up some points. They hung yeah. in the game. Yeah, a little little DJ yeah. more of that. Yeah, Teddy B, Teddy B. <laughs> more of that, please. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's get. We're we're gonna list one under five K play. Do you got anybody you're going for this week I under five K yes. that you I haven't do. said already? And I've been saving it for this for this special moment. <laughs> um. You know, I wish it was 2013 oh or whatever it was, and this guy was great. He's starting to slow down a little bit, but how can I not pick him at 4,500 A.J. Green? Um, he's 4,500. He's getting his passes. He's getting his points. I mean, last last week he got 15 points. The week before that, 17. Kind of similar to the Gronk where, you know, very slow. Like, oh, he's 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 done. He's washed up. But he's coming along, man. And that, that price um, – Tennessee, you think they have a good defense, but they've been letting up a lot of points. I mean, their games have been been uh, high scoring. Um, so, you know, let's see if Cincinnati can keep it rolling. Their offense has looked good. Their defense has let them down this season. And, uh, hey, bro, to A.J. Green, let's get it going. The, the, the Georgia dog, man, ex-Georgia dog, let's go. 4,500. How could you go wrong? Go dogs. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, AJ sprains yeah. a toe in the first three minutes. That's probably how you, you can go wrong. I'm going to have about 20,000 left over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go back to that Bills Patriots game. You know, I said I like Cam Newton a little bit. I'm going to go with his slot receiver, <laughs> Julian Edelman. Can't believe it. Four, wow. 4,400 on DraftKings this week. I feel like that's just – that's nuts. You know, and looking at wow. his stats this season, he's got zero touchdowns this year. Just absolutely crazy. But I'm going to tell you this. The Bills, they're more vulnerable in the middle of the field. Tredavious White's going to be outside. I think if Cam Newton's going to get it done, like I think he'll get it done a little bit better than he did last week. I think Julian Edelman at 4,400. I mean, he's going to be a PPR monster in this game. Jamison Crowder – just blew up week one against the Bills defense. I think Julian Edelman, you can lock him in for about seven catches, 80 yards, possible touchdown. Yeah, it's, it's wild. But, hey, you know what? Your analytics make sense. Um, I, I trust hot Carl Clemson here. Um, you know, Julian Edelman, like, it's very similar to A.J. Green, um, but he's just not putting up the points. But, hey, maybe it's time to turn it around. Let's go. Let's get them on the same page. I mean, they can only go up. I mean, Cam Newton got me negative. Cam Newton got me negative. Zero point one eight points last week in my fantasy league. So, uh, I mean, it can only go up. So let's uh, oh my. let's get it going, man. Him and Edelman. I mean, the Bills. <laughs> the Bills have been shaky. I like the Bills a lot this season. Um, I wanted to bet them in the beginning of the season to win that division. My buddy wouldn't let me, but um, 
Well, the, you know, the thing about the Bills, though, and this is where every, every team faces this with a, with a new offensive coordinator, but Brian Dable, you know, started off the season with, with a really hot offense, but the NFL picks up on things quickly. And now these defenses, they've got some game film, they've got some things to look at. And uh, so you, you start wondering now as the season goes on, can Buffalo keep up that same offensive prowess they had the first few games? I, I don't know. We're going to find out how good Brian Dable is because I, I honestly believe he is right now interviewing for uh, some of these head coaching vacancies that will be opening up here in the next few weeks. All right. You heard it there from yep. the doc. So let's let, let's go ahead. Let's finish up our DraftKings discussion. Joey, what defense are you going with? Are you paying 4500 <laughs> for the Chiefs defense no, against the Jets? No, well, I might have money for it, though, with, uh, with my picks. But uh... – <laughs> Um, you might I'm going with the Bears, man. I, I hate going against my Saints again. I hate going against my Saints again. Whoa, whoa. You know what? Breathe. I don't know if he's going to make it through this game. I mean, they're going to be the pressure. He can't really move anymore. It's a ballsy pick, but it's 2,800. Um, let's see what happens. Saints, I, I think the Bears are going to put some pressure on them and give Breeze a hell of a day out there. It, and it's Oh boy! So back to back, back to back weeks. You went well, against Russell Wilson for, last week. For the play of the year, we're talking about that. Actually, wow, Buff that Joe. How'd you know? Pick six, you called it. And this guy Metcalf looking like a freaking alien in the Men in Black, running like a monster, um, chasing that guy down. It was unbelievable. Um, they took away my pick six, and that was it. <laughs> Uh, hey shooter, you forget your nine iron. That's exactly what it reminded me. Of. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I tell you, man, that that was unbelievable that play. But I, I don't, I don't see them getting a pick six. But I just see them attacking Breeze and just sack, sack, sack. I mean, I just, I like them to get some some good value at twenty eight hundred. So. I, I could I could see it being exactly. a lower scoring Outside. game. It's in Chicago, but there's. You know, there's there's no way. I don't I'm think not. so, man. Is Michael I, he, Thomas playing this week? With him. Um, you know, he's obviously hurt, but I also think that there's some some something going on. I know his, I heard his agent was asking for a trade out of there, and they actually were thinking about it, but um, I don't think he's playing. All right, we we shall see. So the defense I'm going to go with this week. Just $100 more expensive than uh, Joey's Bears defense. I guarantee you this defense will outplay the Bears defense. I'm going to go Green Bay Packers, 2,900. They're seven-point favorites this week against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, 11 total turnovers on the season. I think the Packers at home, 2,900. They're going to they're gonna pressure the heck out of uh, Kirky there. Yeah, the Packers, uh, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I'm, I'm going to say that the that Green the Bears are going to score more than, than Green Bay just because that game is going to be – those teams know each other. Kirky Cousins, I think he's comfortable playing against Green Bay. Um, I'm not doing it. I think that game's going to be a shootout. The total's got to be in the 50s there on that game. Um, I'm going to stick to my pick there with, with the Bears 2,800. But... All right. Well, there you had it. There's our DraftKings picks of the week. So let's go ahead. Let's get to our next segment here. If you're looking for a real pleaser, 
But Fat Joe's got your team. All right, I got a nice Joey, one. What do you got uh, this for week us this coming week? off of a off of a win? Uh, it was very nice. We I only put fifty on it. Usually I do a hundred, but you know I put fifty on just to have a little fun. Seven to one. Uh, we kept stat three fifty, so that was nice. Um, all right, let's go back here. We're gonna got we got the Lions home against Indiana, um, Indianapolis. I'm taking the Lions plus nine. Uh, normal line is three. We're gonna add six points. Um, taking the Lions plus nine. I mean, if you learn from last week, I like taking the points, especially in a three point game. Um, a three point game, I feel like any team could win. Um, last week, I was scared. The week we had Arizona plus nine and a half. I'm watching the game with my girlfriend, and she says, "You took Arizona? Are you nuts? How do you not take Seattle?" I said, "Well, Seattle. If they they if they lose the game, they I don't they have to win. You know, if they lose, I only get two points, so it's safer to pick Arizona." She's like, "Oh, you're nuts. You, Seattle's definitely going to win." And so, what happens? Arizona wins the game miraculously. So that's why I always take the points. I take the plus nine and a half. It's like a nice safety net in, safety net in those tight games. I mean, once the game went to overtime, I won the game. It was over. So. Anyway, that's the Lions plus nine. All right, we got the Raiders in Cleveland. I've been all over this game uh, tonight. Um, I'm taking the Raiders plus eight and a half. Going to be another tight game. I think the Raiders could even win. Scares me a little, the Raiders going to to the East Coast or the West Coast, but I think the game's going to be tight, kind of like what I said about the Chargers. I don't think they they could beat anyone by by nine and a half points, or I think it was maybe the Falcons, but – uh, <laughs> I don't think Cleveland can beat anyone by that much. Uh, Raiders plus it in the head. Uh, let me go back to where I should have started because I'm starting on Thursday night, so let's get your pick in. Um, I'm going with Atlanta, believe it or not. Uh, Doc, I know you're, you're probably shocked by this one, but Atlanta plus oh, boy. and a half. Um, yeah, they're bad, but they play tight games, man. They, oh. they let up a lot of points, but they score a lot of points. Um, they, there's been talk of uh, – What's that running back out there, McCaffrey coming back? But I don't think he. I think that might just be a little ploy. I think they're going to cover the eight and a half points. Uh, so we got Atlanta plus eight and a half there. I, I like that one. I, I think you. I, I think you got about a seventy-five percent chance. <laughs> hey, you know the what? Panthers just win on a last-second drive. Five. So right. I, <laughs> win by yeah, six I'm... points. I don't care. <laughs> You know, I, I think I would even call that that get, getting the Falcons with eight and a half points. That's got to be a lot. Well, let's see if it's they, they might have a ninety nine percent probability rate to win, and they'll end up losing. But as long as it's by six points, I'm I'm okay. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so we got the Atlanta Lions Raiders. We're going next uh, with the Bears plus nine against New Orleans. They're home. Um, like I said, the defense, the Bears, the offense, a little scary, but I think they're going to throw. Hey, maybe a guy, Jimmy Graham, get a couple catches in the end zone for his revenge game. Keep it close. Bears plus nine. Um, next one, we got the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers and the Ravens. Um, I was pretty surprised by this line. They have the Ravens uh, four-point favorites. I'm, uh, I'm taking Pittsburgh plus ten here. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's going to be a close game. Wow, uh, line's a little weird to me, which sometimes scares me. But um, 10, 10 points. I mean, let's let's have a dogfight here and uh, let's keep it within ten. Um, so there's the Pittsburgh plus ten. Um, all right, last game we got Denver and the Chargers. Um, going back to what you said, I'm taking Denver plus nine and a half. Uh, Melvin Gordon has a big revenge game. I think their defensive line of the of the Broncos is going to sh- come at that uh, Justin Herbert hard. Um, let's go with Denver plus nine there and uh, 
in a nice tight game. So usually when I make these bets, I kind of put two favorites in, like the Chiefs last week, minus one and a half. I almost went with Seattle just to win, but I couldn't help myself with all these points. So that's where I'm at this week, keeping a nice, safe bet. Um, we're going to go run down real quick. Lions plus nine, Raiders plus eight and a half, Bears plus nine. Don't get your bet in first on it on Thursday night, Atlanta plus eight and a half, Pittsburgh plus 10, and Denver plus nine and a half. This will keep you occupied all weekend starting Thursday night. So slows me down, but it's, it's supposed to slow me down, but it never works. Uh, that's another thing my buddy texted me too. He goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, that bet really slows <laughs> you down. <laughs> Uh, you know, you get that, you get that Sunday, <laughs> you get some nice wings, you get a beer, and then you know, next thing you know, you, you're gambling. And uh, if there's no place, I, no place else I'd rather be. There's no Joe, Joe, I got, I got two questions for you. And uh, the first is, how much does this pay? Oh, like, what, what's this teaser pay? Seven to one hundred bucks going to get you seven hundred. So nice and then the other question and this is something that all your fans are asking do you write these down on like the back of the whopper <laughs> wrapper like uh, how does... <laughs> no unfortunately not but i do write them down on a today i'm writing it down on my work piece of paper so <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i gotta get a note oh, this, oh uh, boy this, this oh boy here. let's keep it going baby hey you know what we've hit two Love this it. season already we were one win away from hitting three with the Jaguars. So all you need is three when you hit this bet. You hit three, you win money. So we're at week eight, I think we're going into. So we've already hit two, uh, one more, and we're already up. We're, we're on profit money. So Very nice. All right. So there you have it. So pleaser. It's a teaser. Buffett Joe, he got you one last week. Let's see if he can get you another this week. So let's go ahead. We got a new weekly segment here. You know, the schmucks, we're, we're world-renowned. <laughs> we, got, we got connections all over the globe. And one of our good buddies just happens to be from India. And originally, he was a big fan of cricket, but he put down his wicket in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, baby. Every year, every year, our good buddy Raj... <laughs> He says the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl, and by golly, he might finally be right. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Raj's Wisdom. Scoring a touchdown this week, they're going to lose by not scoring a touchdown. Panthers by at least thirty. Thank you. There you had it. Raj's wisdom. Raj's wisdom. Oh man. The the you know Bucks. I'm telling you, they I, might finally do it like this I'm year. Have to take the Bucks come Sunday afternoon, or was it Monday night? Actually. Wow. My, Monday 10. night. I'm thinking minus ten this week. Raj says twenty. 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I'm not sure if he said 13 to 30 <laughs> there, but uh, I hope it's, I hope he's wrong there because we got the Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll definitely have to come back and see, you know, who was right on that one. Was it the yeah. drive-through guru or was it Raj's wisdom? We shall see, everybody. <laughs> now we go from one great segment to another, ladies and gentlemen. Doc's locks. Doc, what do you got? Oh man, for us we got some week? good ones this week. Uh, you know, let's first start off and just say we're thankful to have some college football this weekend because one of our what was going to be a potential lock in the Wisconsin game uh, against Nebraska has just completely fallen apart. Now there's going to be no football game whatsoever. Um, you know, right now Florida's still slated to play Missouri, but um, it seems like just when they take some players out of quarantine, they got more going into quarantine. So we don't know if that's going to affect this game. Or if it's going to affect next week with the uh, cocktail party in Jacksonville. So, uh, man, I'm telling you, it's just it's almost like you want to make your picks, but you also want to wait till like literally minutes before Saturday's uh, kickoff before you truly make a pick because you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, but I I think we've got some solid locks this week. Um, Let's start off in that SEC Southeastern Conference. We got uh, Georgia going to Kentucky. Uh, Georgia is a 14 point favorite. That line has grown to 14 and a half. Uh, and, and I'm telling you, the dogs are a lock. Now, Kentucky, their, uh, their offensive weapon at quarterback who, who hasn't kind of lived up to the passing height that they were hoping he would bring this season, he is actually going to be out. He's got an injured throwing hand. So there is a little curveball in this game, and that's going to be this guy named Joey Gatewood who's coming in at quarterback for Kentucky. Joey Gatewood transferred from Auburn and was actually a five-star quarterback coming out of high school. So uh, so it's one of those where you're like, you know, could it be enough to uh, spark Kentucky? They, they've had some good wins against uh, Tennessee and Mississippi State. Uh, they obviously did not show up offensively against Missouri. But uh, I think the bottom line in this game is Kirby Smart, two weeks to prep for it. Georgia coming off of the collapse against Alabama. Kirby does not lose after bye weeks. And I think it's more than just uh, winning or losing this game. Georgia comes out, makes a statement, puts themselves back in the hunt for the SEC. They take this game. They cover the 14-point spread, uh, put it down. That's a lock. Beautiful. What do you think, guys? <laughs> hey, I'll never go in the spot here, so let's go. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I don't think Listen I'll go the against doc, the, the doc, but we shall see what else well, we got. Well, you know, I'm going to throw one at you here. Now, this is a top 25 team now, Coastal Carolina. If you remember early in the season, I, I picked I, I picked against these guys because I couldn't pronounce their mascot. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna try it. I think it's a Chanticleer. And, and, you know, I think whoever comes up with some of these university mascot names, whoever came up with this one should just flat out be beaten because – you know, after three beers, how do you say go chain to clears? I can't do it. So, <laughs> but but I, but I will say this about Coastal Carolina. Um, in, in the games I've seen them play, this is a well-coached team. It's a fundamental football team. They are 5-0. and They're going up against a 2-2 and Georgia State team. Coastal Carolina is a three-point favorite. 
the game is against Georgia State, but with COVID or without COVID, nobody shows up to watch a Georgia State football game. They're all traveling from Atlanta over to Athens if there's a game. And if there's not a game in Athens, they're just sitting at home watching it on TV. So I'm, I'm, taking, uh, I'm taking Coastal Carolina to cover this spread by three. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all over that. because That's you know, a lot. I remember watching that game against Louisiana Lafayette, and they got some running back out there uh, in Coastal Carolina who's probably going to be a pro that I don't even know his name. But he was – he's unbelievable. I believe he's a running back. He'll be a wide receiver. He might just do it all. I mean, he was playing. He was all over the field that night. Do you remember? Or... For uh, for yeah. Coastal Carolina, they uh, they're, uh, they're, they're they're Grayson McCall. Their quarterback is uh, is you know he he runs the ball and throws the ball. But I think the guy you might be talking about is uh, C.J. Merrill, yeah. the running back. Um, but I mean, they they've got some good weapons. They've got a uh, Javon. Uh, Heli and they got uh, Teddy Gallagher. Um, those are uh, on defense. I mean, they, they this is a good. I'm telling you, this is a solid team. This is a team that I feel like with a three point spread, you can feel comfortable. They're going to win by probably seven to ten points. Let's do it. Let's go. I, I like it. I'm all over that. Uh, that's the, that kid's stuff. If you get a chance to watch him, he's he's very impressive. All right. Let's uh, let's jump down to a prime time game. This is uh, Ohio State coming in at number three against uh, Penn State coming in at 18. And, and I think we all know that this Penn State team could still be ranked in the top five had it not been for a uh, uh, an, is it in, is it out kind of uh, call at the end. I mean, those refs, when you look at the angle of the football um, against, uh, was that in Indiana, I believe, um, it could have gone either way in overtime. In, uh, in, in this case, it came out as a loss. But uh, in this game here, Ohio State 1-0, Penn State 0-1. Ohio State is a 12-point favorite. Here, here's where the lock comes into play. This game is in Happy Valley. It's in Penn State. But we're not talking about a crowd. You know what I mean? We're, if, you, if you remember a couple years ago, they did the whole whiteout, and it was, uh, it was at night. The stadium was rocking. You're not going to get that during COVID. So, you know, a lot of times in, when we're looking during this COVID uh, year, when you're picking these winners, um, you, you almost the home crowd doesn't really do a whole lot for you, even with these night games. So I, I've got Ohio State. They're, they're just, to me, a better coach team. I am not a big fan of James Franklin. I think he's a lot of, uh, a lot of hot air and a lot of hype. Um, I, I like what I see with Ryan Day. I like the, team, I like the offense that they run. They've got a solid defense. Um, we've already talked about Justin Fields over the last couple of weeks. The guy is going to be – uh, either your first or second pick quarterback uh, in the NFL draft next year. I got Ohio State, you know, not only covering 12, I got them winning by 20. That's a lot. You know, I, I, I like the U. I definitely like the U this week. Um, I do like your logic with the uh, home, home field advantage or lack thereof this year. Justin Fields, you know, That's I definitely like one. that pick. Let's do it. I mean, 12 points. They're way better. Penn State, you know. We'll let down game against Indiana. I don't know how yeah. good Indiana is, but well, and 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 you know how this goes. I mean, it's a prime time game, which means ESPN is going to hype this up. And they're going to try to build up this whole Penn State can take them down. It's on ABC, so Kirk and the boys will be calling this game. But Vegas doesn't just give a team twelve mm. points. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a significant difference between the talent between Ohio State and Penn State, and I'm telling you, it's going to show in prime time. Justin Fields is going to uh, put his uh, his talons in for that Heisman um, on Saturday night. So uh, so that's that's a lock right there. Ohio State covers twelve. All right, and then if uh, if you had a chance uh, uh, to to see the the video uh, of Doc's locks this week. 
we saved the best for last with a with a uh, Texas Oklahoma State game. Now, Oklahoma State is undefeated. They're the Big 12's only real chance to get into the uh, get into the college football playoff. They got to run the table to do it. They're taking on a three and two Texas team, a Texas team led by Sam Erlinger. Uh, you know, two years ago, we were talking about Texas being that next team in the Big 12 to take the step toward the college football playoff, and it just hasn't happened. Uh, Matthew McConaughey brought in as the minister of culture, giving speeches that would rival anything ever given out in Hollywood, and, uh, and this team still can't get it done. But I'm telling you, this game, it, it's, in, it's in Stillwater. It's in Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas is coming to play football. They're coming to prove themselves. Um, they are going to get it done on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Oklahoma State's a three-and-a-half point favorite. I'm calling this as a money line lock. I got Texas winning this game in an upset. Nice. Yeah, you know what? The plus three-and-a-half money line, I might just do both. Why not? Take the three-and-a-half safety net, hit the money line, and let's, let's roll. There we go. Hey, and if I'm if I'm wrong on this one, uh, you know, I was kind of I had kind of had my arm twisted to make this pick. Uh, that dude came in with a chainsaw and uh and and pretty much lay, lay down the law that it had to be Texas, and so I just went with it. So uh, we're we're going with Texas in this one. So so that's uh that's my locks for the weekend, and uh and I'm telling you, I feel pretty comfortable with those. We might as we uh, as we stated last week, you know. Uh, uh, Thursday, Friday, we might add in a couple more locks before the week's over. Um, those will be on Twitter, so just uh, follow us on uh, Doc's Locks on Twitter, and uh, and you might get a couple more locks oh, in before like the weekend. Def- definitely, I love it. And if you're curious about this guy with a chainsaw, check out the video on YouTube, the Fantasy Football Schmucks YouTube channel. Subscribe, and yeah, follow us on Twitter where you can see all Doc's Locks videos. The man just keeps <laughs> topping himself every week with these videos. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a road warrior animal make an appearance and you know, <laughs> it's just getting ridiculous. I, I don't know what this guy's going to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely say it's a special <laughs> Halloween edition. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead. Doc, do you got our random topic of the week? I do. I do. Week? Before we lead into that, uh, a, a couple of things. Uh, first, I wanted uh, I think we promised Warhorse that we would talk a little bit of pro wrestling. And uh, and so I wanted to throw out there yeah. our uh, our pick for wrestler of the week. And, um, you know, Sunday night, the WWE hosted a, a Hell in a Cell and uh, Randy Orton went out there and, uh, and won his 15th world championship. That puts him right behind John Cena and Ric Flair for most all time. And uh, and so I'm calling it. I'm saying uh, I say Randy Orton based off of that win over Drew McIntyre. Is uh is a is a good football schmucks fantasy football schmucks wrestler of the week. That's it. Go on, the Viper. Oh man, <laughs> the son of Cowboy Bob. <laughs> All right, I, I love the the Randy Orton pick. Um, man, I'm kind of at a loss because you know as much as I grew up watching wrestling, <laughs> I have not been watching much much of the uh, recent wrestling lately. So. If I could, I would like to just say uh, my wrestler of the week, you know, we got news that he passed away today, but Tracy, Tracy Smothers, 58 years old. You know, I got I got a little heartbroken when I saw that, man. Tracy Smothers was great. A legend. One of the Southern boys, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And a member of the full-blooded <laughs> Italians as yeah, well. Two, two stereotypical <laughs> tag teams that would never exist in 2020 <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> No, no oh, kidding, man. right? So, but 
I may have to add some Bee Gees to the end of this oh, I love uh, it. <laughs> this I segment love it. here, you know. But but yeah, I mean that's you know, like I said, I haven't I haven't really followed up with AEW lately, uh, WWE, Hell in a Cell. I didn't even watch a second of it, so I apologize. I <laughs> was not ready for this segment, Doc. Even though you mentioned it, I didn't think you were going to. Well, you know, and, and, and it's something I thought we could just touch on each week. But uh, I think at the end of the day, this is a pretty pretty easy one to me. I mean, you're. You're talking about being one title ran away from a from a historic, um, you know, level there with a uh, Flair and Cena. So, uh, so I think it's pretty easy to go with Randy Orton this week. The guy, the guy puts in the work. About it. Oh yeah, dude, he's been at it, been at it for so long. He has one of the best finishes. You know, they they got the expression of Randy Orton from out of nowhere, the RKO from out of yep. nowhere, but. You know, it's definitely one of my favorite finishes of all time. Exactly. All right. And then the uh, the other thing I wanted to throw at you guys, I thought it was, you know, it's still early enough in the season now that we have uh, the Big Ten playing football. Um, if, if we were to say, you know, if we look at the college football playoff, I think it's pretty safe to say Clemson is in, uh, Ohio State's in, and uh, and Alabama's in. Who do you have as your fourth? If you were to, If you were to pick right now, who do you think is going to make it as the fourth team in the college football playoff. Right now, uh, I'm going with the dogs, man. I, I know I, I don't trust Notre Dame. They got Notre Dame as four. Um, I, I like the dogs. I'm going. I think I think they're going to get in. I now think I think things are going to get decided at the SEC championship. But uh, I believe you tweeted out yeah. too about Waddle being a big loss and affecting that game. Um, let's get the dogs over that hump, man. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue that. I do want to, you know, for argument's sake, say uh, somebody different, but I don't really see it any other way. I think it's going to be Clemson, Alabama, Ohio, and uh, Georgia. There's a chance. Um, I'm looking at the rankings now. Um, I love the way Wisconsin played with that kid. Now, if he's – there's a lot to be determined here if he comes back or how much they're going to miss, but – I would like to. I'm, I'm excited to see them play Wisconsin. They, they're another team that always kind of has a struggle getting over the hump, you know, similar to Georgia. Um, yeah, this is yeah. this is an interesting year. I mean, you you the Pac-12 is not going to give you a lot of games. The uh, the Big Ten is is you know implemented rules that involve a 21 day quarantine uh, after a positive test, and, and that's going to limit the ability for for some of these games to even be played. So yeah, I mean, I think I think this may be a season where you do take a, you know, Notre Dame is, they got to play Clemson in the regular season. So they're probably going to lose that game, right? Georgia, if Georgia runs the table and they come back around to play Alabama again, now we're talking about Kirby Smart with a little more time to prep that defense, um, get his offense ready. You got a, you got a quarterback, Stetson Bennett, who will have a little bit more experience. And you take that, 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 that speed thread of Waddle out of that game. Um, it, it is something that it's interesting. It's, would Georgia have to win that game to get it to the playoff? Right now, I would say yes. But if if these other leagues don't play enough games and there's nobody that stands out with a, with that's undefeated, um, then you, I don't know if you can keep a two loss team from the SEC out if it's a close yeah. game in the SEC championship. So, yeah. So I think Georgia's a safe bet. Um, Wisconsin's a good pick, though. That just it just it just depends on if they what play about that Ohio State another game. team possible. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michigan up there. They looked very good. One of Doc's locks last week. Uh, stress-free win. Quiet Harbaugh. 
I could see Michigan. Uh, can Michigan? Can Michigan Stay. get Ohio State this year? <laughs> that would be a game, man. It will be, hey, and and you're right. I mean, they came out one of the locks last week and uh, improved themselves, and and they've got. I mean, that quarterback, he brings a little bit of a, of a different um, aspect to that offense that they haven't had in the past. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. So, yeah, I like it. All right, yeah. you guys ready for the random topic of the week? We all know that uh, Halloween is this weekend, and next week is Election Day. So here's the question of the week. Donald Trump or Joe <laughs> Biden, which makes a better football player, and which position do you put him in? So oh boy. I'll, I'll start us off and give you guys a couple, a few seconds to think about it. I'm going to take Donald Trump and I'm going to set him up as a middle linebacker. I think he likes to bark orders. He's going to coach that team on the field, and I think he's got the size to come in and just uh, and to to take a couple heads off coming across the middle. So I like Trump <laughs> as a middle linebacker. <laughs> uh, well, since uh, I love Joey, you, you, what do you got? Trump being a middle act, middle linebacker, barking orders, controlling the defense. I'm going with Trump being a better football player as well. Uh, hey, he's a big dude, big body. Give him, the, give him the rock at full back. Uh, either you give him the ball or uh, let him block. Let him block for his guy, and then uh, you know when the guy gets gets the touchdown, Trump's going to want the credit. He's going to get pissed off. But you know what? Let's go. Uh, give Trump at full back and uh, creating those holes for for the guy to get through. <laughs> all right well well since both of you guys took trump i feel the urge i gotta i gotta go joe biden um since you know he put he puts a lot of people you know he, he he's, he's 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 sleepy he's a sleepy guy so i'm gonna put him at the i'm gonna put him at the most boring position in football he's gonna be a kicker well, you know, you know, Kirk. They they say that the greatest kickers are ones that can come out, miss a kick, completely forget about it, and go on to the next kick. And I think I think you're dead on with Joe because he'll forget a lot of things. Um, <laughs> oh boy, that's that, that's that's a good one there, Doc. <laughs> so there we go. We got uh, Donald Trump. We got him at linebacker, fullback, fullback leading the way. Fullback, where did you have him at again, for, Joey? For for, the, for his running back. Leading the way, and then Joe Biden forgetting that he missed it on a game-winning field goal. You know, getting the confidence back just to forget <laughs> again. So I, I like it. Beautiful. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> all right. So there, there you have it, boys. Nah, you got any final thoughts? Than, let's uh, let's let's have another good week, man. Let's hit the teaser. Let's hit some of these doc locks. Um, let's get the dogs and the blowout. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. All right. Well, there you have it. So if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter. We're up on Apple uh, iTunes now, so you can subscribe to us on iTunes. And uh, until next week, boys, best of luck. See ya.
Yeah.